Mental Health Monday is an informational podcast and should not be used to replace the specialized training and professional judgment of a healthcare or mental health care professional. Mental Health Monday can't be held responsible for the use of the information provided. Please always consult a trained mental health professional before making any decision regarding treatment of yourself or others. Self-help information and podcasts and information on the internet is useful, but it's not always a substitute for professional assistance. Unless otherwise noted, guests of Mental Health Monday are not doctors or licensed in any way. Our hope is to make a connection with you and be more open and honest about everyone's mental health. Enjoy the podcast. What's up? Thanks for checking out another Mental Health Monday. I'm Briggs from Briggs and Alley in the Morning on 103.7 KISS FM in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Today we're talking about boundaries. And I'm not talking about the lines between states or countries. I'm not talking about the boundary line in sports. I'm talking about boundaries in life. Personal boundaries. Boundaries you can create with your family, with your coworkers, with your kids, with your friends. You could almost say that boundaries are like having a rule book for yourself. Things you will or won't accept. Things you are and are not okay with. So today I'm bringing on a doctor. She's a suicide prevention advocate, a psychologist, the AFSP North Carolina Board President. That's the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. She's a mom. She's a wife. She's a volunteer. That's just her Twitter profile. I always like to pick the brain of a psychologist when we're talking about things like this. So please welcome to the podcast, Dr. Amanda McGow. Do you have a lot of discussions about boundaries with the adolescents and the people that you talk with? Absolutely. I think boundary setting is important in all ages of our life, but certainly as we move closer, you know, into our teenage years, we have more of an opportunity to begin to learn how to set limits where we are saying yes to things that really matter and learning how to kind of weed out the things that are maybe not as important or not as deserving of our time or our attention um, or our energy. So yeah. we, we discuss this a lot in my session. Why do you think boundaries are so important? I mean, it's, I think they're more important now than ever because our lives have kind of melted together with work, with school, with home, everything. A lot of people are working from home. They're doing school from home. They're at home a lot more than often. So why are boundaries so important? When I think about boundaries, I always think, about your traditional school notebook paper, right? On each side of that paper, you are going to have a line that creates a margin. And within that, you know you only write between those margins, between that blue and that red line, because we need that space, that empty space on the sides, right? Well, our lives are like that too. If things get too full, our paper's too messy, essentially, in our lives. We can't take care of ourselves. So we need to put those boundaries, those margins in place so that we can kind of regroup and be able to successfully, you know, continue on with the things that really, truly matter to us. Where do you think boundaries are most important? Are they most important with ourselves and our home life and our work life? Where should we prioritize setting boundaries first when we're doing this? You know, it's interesting. I'm not sure that I can say that for everyone in general, there's one particular area that people need to prioritize, you know, whether it's an individual boundary or a family boundary or a work boundary, you know, any of those kinds of categories that can fall in, it's going to be different. Most of us are likely to struggle with boundaries in at least one area of our lives. And typically the area where you're really struggling, that's creating a lot of stress, it's pulling on your relationships, it's pulling on the other areas. 
um, that you're invested in. And so it's the area that, that you don't have those great boundaries that truly deserve the most focus. And that's going to vary from person to person. So if you feel you're being taken advantage of, maybe in your work life, maybe start setting them in your office. Because I know a lot of people that do work from home now. And that's probably one of the first boundaries that I would suggest people setting is one with one with your job, especially if you're working from home. So we used to have, in most cases, a pretty natural boundary with work where you would leave your office, whatever that may be for you, and you've got this time in your car or on the train or whatever your commute is back. And that created a little bit of a natural boundary where our bodies and our brains have said, okay, work is done. But with right now and everybody working remotely, that's much harder. So I think a few strategies that people can consider in those um, work boundaries would be, first of all, to set up a workplace within your home that is unique just to doing work. That's not also the same place that you're having your dinner or that you're hanging out with your you know, family members. So, uh, you know, even if it's a small corner of a room, for me, like it literally is a small corner in my bedroom. We're not always going to have huge spaces, but something that's a dedicated area. And the other thing is to be really mindful of watching the time. There's always emails to answer. There's always more and more work to do. But set a timer on your smartphone that goes off at 5, 5.30, 6 o'clock each day, whenever you would like for your work day to end, and let that truly be the end of the work day. Don't let the work day kind of bleed into dinner and into your evening, which needs to be some, some time for just relaxing. I think as humans, we want to say yes to a lot of things. We want to say yes to plans. We want to say yes to, can you take care of this for me? How do you overcome the guilt that kind of comes with setting boundaries because there's some there's some innate guilt I think in all of us to when you say no to somebody you feel like you're letting them down but you're really empowering yourself when you're saying no so how do you overcome that guilt when you're setting these boundaries and saying no to people maybe it's your employer could be a, a spouse how do we overcome that guilt well it really starts with the recognition that you're pointing out right now which is when we say yes to everything and to everybody we are in fact saying no to ourselves and that's really important. We deserve the same love, care, you know, and giving spirit that we want to provide for others. But we talk a lot in the mental health field about this analogy of, you know, when you're on the plane and they tell you if there's an emergency and the cabin loses pressure, that when the oxygen bags come down, you must put your oxygen bag on first. Because if you pass out, you're incapable of helping anybody else. Well, the same is true about setting boundaries with, you know, feeling guilty with saying yes, you really kind of run yourself to death. We run ourselves ragged. And then what good are we really to anybody? Not only is our own mental health going to suffer, but our goal of helping others is not truly going to be achieved either because we're not in our best um, place physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually to be able to do that. How do we stand then now stand firm on these boundaries that maybe we've set one with our employer or we've set one, we've said, all right, after six o'clock, I'm not taking any emails. I'm not doing anything. And then you start to, you get something at 615 and you start making exceptions. Like, is it bad to start making those little exceptions every now and then? How do we work on that and standing firm on those boundaries? It really is a slippery slope. You are 100% right about that. And we find typically it's not these huge boundary breaks that people find themselves in trouble with, but it really is the accumulation of the small things over and over again. There really is a little bit of a pros and cons weighing that each of us has to do. If your boss asks you to do something, you know, past that, let's say, 6 o'clock boundary that you set for yourself, and you know that this is huge and this potentially could affect 
your job or the stability or the raise that you're looking for, any of that, then you may really need to consider, do I, for this one time, break that? But you really have to look at, um, you know, is this truly worth it? Because there are a lot of things that are considered urgent, you know, for other people. They want us to do things right away. But is it truly? Does that truly fit? And just to sit with the fact that it is okay to say no. It is okay not to always be on, whether it's as a parent or as a, you know, relationship partner um, or in your job. You know, at times we just have to set those limits. And although people are asking us to, to kind of stretch that boundary, we have to stick to stick to our guns and say, no, I can't do that. Now, what do you do when someone oversteps maybe a personal boundary? Let's say if you've set a boundary as far as you won't accept certain language from a friend or a certain, maybe somebody, a certain behavior from a friend that's maybe they're acting negatively towards you because of your race or your sexuality or your religion. How do we set those boundaries and what do we do when somebody oversteps those personal boundaries? What's a good way to approach them without being, for lack of better terms, a jerk? Or do we need to be mean and start to get angry with people? You know, I, I am a firm believer that any good communication, especially when we're talking about conflict and disagreement, and that certainly includes pushing in personal boundaries, we want to kind of start when we possibly can with some validation. Like, I understand that that is your point of view. I hear that this, you know, thing, your opinion is important to you. And then we re- really need to stick to our guns and assert our opinion, stick to what is important to us. Because when we do not, stick to our personal boundaries, our personal values, then we also lose some self-respect. And that's really tough. Now, this is kind of, I'm speaking in general. Obviously, there are some circumstances I'm, I'm always so aware of, you know, youth, for example, you, and they're trying to express themselves and they're in a home where that's not safe. We're going to have some exceptions where, you know, a person really has to kind of walk that fine line again of what, what's actually safe, what are the pros and cons here of me being that level of assertive and me setting that boundary. Um, so there are definitely some nuances within this. But in general, you know, we can very kindly, uh, but still very strongly and very assertively say, no, this is who I am, or this is what matters to me, and I really need you to please, you know, hear this. Now, when we're setting these boundaries in our lives and we're sticking to them and we're holding ourselves and other people accountable for them, what kind of mental health benefits do we have once we're practicing this regularly and we actually implement this into our lives? Like, what kind of results are we going to see from this? Like, it's tough to do sometimes, but what's that payoff? What's that nice, the end of the rainbow, if you will? There really is a payoff. You know, sometimes when I have clients who are hesitant for a variety of reasons to begin to set some healthy boundaries, I will kind of phrase it as, let's do an experiment. Let's just try for a little bit. Let's try maybe in an easier situation or an easier relationship to begin to set those. And then I want you to notice the difference in how you feel, if that difference exists, and to come back and let's talk about it. And it does exist. It feels so much better. Typically, people feel really proud of themselves. Even when you get some pushback, they know that they did right by themselves, essentially. And so I have found in working with people that if you get that ball rolling a little bit, if you try it a few times and you notice how much better you feel, how much more in control of your life you feel, how much more respect you have for yourself, and eventually how much more respect you get from other people um, as well, 
that that pattern tends to continue, you're much more likely to engage in it because things are better for you. We talk, we've been talking a lot about healthy boundaries. Is there such a thing? Do unhealthy boundaries exist? And what would be an example of an unhealthy boundary? So in a lot of ways, it's kind of the antithesis of what we're talking about. I can think of, you know, for example, um, you know, maybe if an individual feels like whatever they think is important really shouldn't be voiced, shouldn't be mattered, and that that's how they're going to keep their relationships in place. And so the boundary that they have essentially created in those relationships is the other person can say and do whatever they want. Meanwhile, this person is to be completely passive um, and to go along with that. That would be a very unhealthy relationship boundary um, and pattern. I think certainly sometimes physically people have set up, um, you know, unhealthy physical boundaries for themselves too, where maybe they're, you know, engaging in behaviors that they're not truly comfortable with. I, I work with a lot of adolescents and I can think of adolescents who might be trying, you know, vaping or, you know, other substances, even though that's not really what they want for themselves. And so they're, they are, they've set this boundary of like, well, oh, isn't that what everybody does at this age? Well, no, that's not what everybody does at that age. And the bottom line is not what everybody does. It's what's right for you at this point in time. So that would also be an unhealthy boundary that a person might have set based on what they think the expectations of are their, of their peer group. That's great. I think it's important that we all learn to set them. And it's good to know from a perspective from somebody that deals with it on a day-to-day basis, that talks to people on a day-to-day basis, a psychologist. And I appreciate the work you do for American Foundation for Suicide Prevention and, and mental health in general. It's great to have people on our team and to uh, you know, have open and honest discussions about these things. And uh, I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Oh, we both love getting those AFSP plugs in. You know, yeah. you've got, got to put it out there. So you have to. I'm so glad that you do that. So thank you. Absolutely. Amanda, Absolutely. Uh, Dr. McGow, Amanda, I'll call you what you will, but thank you so much. I really appreciate your time today. Amanda. Amanda. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Hopefully you heard something in this podcast that you can apply to your everyday life. Embracing the power of the word no when you mean it and you need it for yourself can feel amazing. Like saying no to plans when you know you need to take care of yourself, do some self-help. I promise. You start setting boundaries in life, you're going to start feeling a lot better about yourself. Gives you a great deal of self-confidence. And I hope you took something away like that. If you enjoyed this podcast, I encourage you to give it a rating in the App Store. Five stars, four stars, three stars, whatever. I just like to know that somebody's listening and you've gone to this point of the podcast. So thank you. And thank you again to my guest, Dr. Amanda McGow. I'm going to call you Dr. Amanda McGow because you went to college and you deserve to be called Dr. Amanda. Enjoy the rest of your day, your night, your afternoon, your weekend. Whatever it is you happen to be doing, and remember, make good life decisions.